While usually a nerd-centric pop culture podcast, Geeks United with Alan Bob are both thrilled and chilled to announce their newest series, The Frightening 50. In bite-sized episodes, they go over the creepiest, weirdest, and most paranormal urban legends, folklore, and ghost stories in each of the 50 states. Please check out all their other podcasts in the Geeks United universe. Just search for Geeks United with Alan Bob on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and more. On February 15th, 2013, the LAPD released a video taken by a surveillance camera of an elevator passenger in the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles, California. They were asking the public's help in finding Elisa Lamb, who had gone missing two weeks earlier. Once the surveillance video landed on YouTube and other video sharing sites, it became one of the most hotly debated videos of that year. Partly because of the strange, and some would say unnatural behavior exhibited by Elisa Lam, and also because of where her body was eventually found. Are you ready to jump down the rabbit hole? Lisa Lamb video caused quite a stir in all corners of the internet when it became viral. It was even credited by American Horror Story creator Patrick Murphy as the inspiration for the hotel season in 2015. Lots of conjecture and theories were put forth. We will try and get to the truth today. On this episode of Clouded, we will try and answer five questions. Number one, who was Elisa Lamb? Number two, what is the checkered pass of the Cecil Hotel? Number three, what happened to Elisa Lamb? Number four, what is in the surveillance video? And number five, was she in fear for her own life? Who was Elisa Lamb? Elisa was a 21-year-old student at the University of British Columbia and the daughter of immigrant parents who had opened a restaurant just outside of Vancouver, Canada. What is also known is that she was diagnosed as having bipolar disorder and was prescribed medication to keep it under control. On January 26, 2013, Elisa arrived alone in Los Angeles after having visited the San Diego Zoo a few days earlier. That same day, Elisa made internet reservations for a shared room at the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. She checked into the hotel two days after arriving in L.A. on January 28th and was scheduled to check out on the 31st. It had been reported that her final destination was Santa Cruz, California. What is the checkered pass of the Cecil Hotel? The Cecil Hotel, now known as Stay on Main, began construction in 1924. It was being built by hotelier William Banks Hanner and was meant to be a destination hotel for international businessmen and the social elite in downtown Los Angeles, which was booming at the time. The cost of the hotel was $1 million and it was designed by Loy Lester Smith in the Beau Arts style. 
the Cecil, opened in 1927 and boasted an opulent marble lobby with beautifully stained glass windows, potted palms, and an alabaster statuary. It was, at the time, a lobby that stood out from the pack. But the excitement and beauty of the neighborhood quickly changed two years later when the Great Depression hit. The once elegant hotel was now notorious for housing drug addicts, prostitutes, and adulterous couples. It was also becoming a haven for transients and the homeless, slowly engulfed by the now infamous Skid Row. The bad luck of the hotel has a vast history behind it. There have been at least ten confirmed suicides at the hotel and three inconclusive deaths that may have been suicides. Here are a couple of those unfortunate suicides. On October 22, 1954, San Francisco stationary firm employee Helen Gummy, age 55, jumped from the window of her 70th floor room and landed on top of the Cecil Hotel's marquee. On October 12, 1962, Pauline Otten, age 27, jumped from the window of her 9th floor room after an argument with her estranged husband Dewey. Dewey had left the room prior to Otten's suicide. Otten landed on a pedestrian, George Giannini, age 65, killing them both instantly. As there were no witnesses, police initially thought Otten and Giannini committed suicide together. However, it was determined that Giannini had his hands in his pockets at the time of his death, and he was still wearing his shoes. Had he jumped, his shoes would have likely fallen off during the fall or upon impact. One of the more sad and shocking deaths to occur at the hotel was the death of Pigeon Goldie Osgood. On June 4, 1964, a hotel worker discovered the body of Mrs. Osgood, a retired telephone operator, dead in her room. She had been raped, stabbed, and beaten, and her room was ransacked. Osgood was well known around the area, and had earned her nickname because she fed the birds in nearby Pershing Square. Near her body was a Los Angeles Dodgers cap she always wore, and a paper sack of birdseed. Osgood's murder remains unsolved. The Cecil Hotel also had some shocking guest visits, some say haunted halls. In 1947, Elizabeth Short, better known as a Black Dahlia, was rumored to have had her last drink at the Cecil's bar in the days before her notorious and, to date, unsolved murder. Richard Ramirez, also known as a Night Stalker, made the Cecil his home during his spree of 13 murders, 5 attempted murders, 11 sexual assaults, and 14 burglaries in 1985. Then, in 1991, Jack Unterweger, a serial killer who strangled prostitutes with their own bras in Australia, also rented out a room at the hotel. Many believe he stayed at the hotel in homage to Richard Ramirez. What happened to Elisa Lamb? Elisa checked into the Cecil Hotel on the 28th and was assigned a shared room on the 5th floor. Two days into her stay, her roommates complained to hotel management about, quote, odd behavior by Elisa. She was then moved to a private room also on the fifth floor. Lamb contacted her parents every day while on vacation. On January 31st, the day she was scheduled to check out, her parents didn't receive a call. Lamb's parents contacted police and a search ensued. On February 15th, a full two weeks after she had gone missing, 
the LAPD released a surveillance video of Elisa from inside an elevator at the hotel. The video was timestamped February 1st and was the last known sighting of her. Elisa's body was found on the morning of February 19th. It was located in one of four 1,000-gallon tanks providing water to guest rooms, a kitchen, and a coffee shop. The days prior to this, guests in the hotel were complaining of low water pressure, unusual tasting water, and black water coming out of the faucet. What is in the surveillance video? To say that her motions and reactions in the video are a bit odd is an understatement. It is truly bizarre to watch. It has a supernatural feel to it. Like just off to the side of the camera, there is a ghost or a spirit we are all waiting to see. Here is how Wikipedia describes the video. It does not get into the supernatural element of it, which I think is also important to share. In the clip, the camera at one of the elevator cab's rear corners looks down from the ceiling, offering a view not just of the interior, but the hallway outside. It is somewhat grainy, and the time step at the bottom is obscured. At some point, Lamb's mouth is pixelated. At the start, Lamb enters, clad in a red zippered hooded sweatshirt over a gray t-shirt with black shorts and sandals. She enters from the left and goes to the control panel, appears to select several fours, and then steps back to the corner. After a few seconds during which the door fails to close, she steps up to it, leans forward so her head is through the door, looks in both directions, and then quickly steps back in, backing up to the wall and then the corner near the control panel. The door remains open. She walks to it again and stands in the doorway, leaning on the side. Suddenly, she steps out into the hall, then to her side, back in, looking to the side, then back out. She then steps sideways again, and for a few seconds, she is mostly invisible behind the wall. She has her back just outside. The door remains open. Her right arm can be seen going up to her head, and then she turns to re-enter the cab, putting both hands on the side of the door. She then goes to the control panel, presses many more buttons, some more than once, and then returns to the wall she had come into the elevator from, putting both hands over her ears again briefly as she walks back to the section of the wall she had been standing against before. The door remains open. She turns to her right and begins rubbing her forearms together, then waves her hands out to her sides with palms flat and fingers outstretched, while bowing forward slightly and rocking gently. This can all be seen through the door, which remains open. After she backs to the wall again and walks away to the left, it finally closes. Was she in fear of her life? The official coroner's finding was that it was an accidental drowning. In the same report, it noted that Elisa was found naked floating inside of the water tank. Her clothes, similar to what she was wearing inside the surveillance video, was also found floating in the water, coated with what was noted as, quote, sand-like particulate. The autopsy revealed no evidence of physical trauma, sexual assault, or suicide. The toxicology test was deemed incomplete because not enough of her blood was preserved, but it did show traces consistent with prescription medication found among her belongings, plus non-prescription drugs such as Sinutab and Ibuprofen. 
One of the mysteries surrounding this case was how did she access the water tanks? All the doors that take you to the roof are locked and require a key or a passcode. None of these doors were found to have been tampered with, and they also had alarms that were not triggered. So how could Elisa have gotten around these measures? Simple, actually. The roof was accessible by the fire escape. Lamb could have easily made it to the roof via this method. This was actually shown in a YouTube video by a Chinese blogger named Kay Feng. In his video, he shows just how easy it is to get to the water tanks of the Cecil Hotel. He also shows that two other mysteries in this case could also be explained in the same video. The two other unresolved issues with her death are how did she climb to the top of the water tanks when employees needed to get a ladder to access them, and how did Elisa get into the water tanks once she somehow was able to get on top where the maintenance access doors are heavy and not easy to lift. The same video by Kay Fang and pictures online of the water tank extraction operation of Elisa's body also gives answers to both of these questions. The top of the water tanks are accessible in two different ways. One way, which is shown in the video, is that above the water tanks is a roof accessible by a ladder on the opposite side of the water tanks. Lamb could have gotten up there and simply jumped down. There is also a second possible explanation. In pictures I found online, I noticed that on one side of two water tanks there is a side railing. Elisa could have climbed on this side railing and possibly pulled herself up to the top. Her odd behavior in the elevator is really creepy and a little disturbing to watch. But that may have an explanation as well. As mentioned earlier, Elisa had been diagnosed as bipolar. If she had stopped taking her medication or if they no longer were as effective as they once were, she may have had an elevator mood known as mania. When an episode of mania hits, psychosis may follow with individuals making poor thought-out decisions with little regard to the consequences. The one thing that I can't explain is the elevator door. It stays open for a really unusual amount of time, longer than I have ever seen an elevator door stay open. Now, there have been reports, although I have not been able to verify, that the video may have been slowed down, which is totally plausible, but even if true, it's not significant enough to really notice in the video or to explain the door staying open for so long. I think the evidence shows in an overwhelming fashion that Elisa was not being chased or that any supernatural events occurred in this video. Unless, of course, the elevator is cursed. For more information and to get some links to articles, pictures, and videos regarding this story, please visit cloudedmysteries.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Clouded Podcast, and please like our Facebook page. Lastly, give us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help get the show in front of more listeners. My name is Victor, and this has been another episode of Clouded, where internet meets mystery. <laughs>